not only do women like Dr. Ford, who bravely comes forward, need to be heard, but they need to be believed. Guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country. And I just want to say to the men of this country, just shut up and step up. That was Senate Judiciary Committee member Maisie Hirano from Hawaii, September of 2018, in reference to Brett Kavanaugh. In a moment, we will discuss the change of tune that we're hearing from Senate Democrats and Hollywood now that they're facing allegations against Joe Biden. From the nation's capital, this is Use Your Voice with Penny Nance, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Welcome back. This is Penny Nance with Concerned Women for America. Today we're discussing the unattainable standards set by Hollywood and the Democratic Party when faced with allegations by Dr. Blasey Ford against Brett Kavanaugh. Let me just say right at the outset, I believe... Dr. Ford, I believe the survivor. I believe her. Many, many, many Americans believe her. Many, many women in America who have been taken advantage of certainly believe her. I believe her because she's telling the truth. Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is a courageous woman. I want to thank you for your courage, and I want to tell you I believe you. You heard from Senate Democrats. Let's take a step back in time to 2018 and hear what I had to say in reference to the confirmation of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. First, let me tell you, I'm coming at this as a woman who has been a victim of an attempted rape and a physical assault when I was pregnant with my first child in a running path in Virginia. I have written a whole chapter in my book about that issue. I've testified before Congress advocating for women and victims of sexual violence, advocating for the Debbie Smith Act, um, and written numerous, you know, op-eds about this. This is an important issue to my heart, but I care about justice, and that's the missing piece here. We do believe that uh, a person is innocent until proven guilty in this case. And it is, we've got Judge Kavanaugh in an impossible position. People have noted this. Um, you know, I would like to believe that women are always morally superior to men at the, as the head of Concerned Women for America. Right. But the Duke Lacrosse case and Lena Dunham's book, and, you know, even going back to classic literature to like To Kill a Mockingbird, we know that's not always true because we are broken people. The best that we can do is try to get to the truth. Well, and I saying that, that not every woman always tells the truth in every yeah, instance? Sadly, that is the case. Of course it is. Okay. And we know that you don't immediately become more moral because, you, because you're a woman. That's why justice must be blind. Right. Justice has to be blind to everything. Gender, race, socioeconomics, age. And we're counting on that. And if we get away from that notion, it is dangerous for our nation. It's dangerous for everyone in our country. That was an interview I did with Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson. And I stand by that standard today. Joining me today is Vice President of Governmental Affairs at CWA, Doreen Denny, to discuss this important issue. Doreen, I don't know about you, but I'm actually kind of amused watching Hollywood and Democrats contort themselves to apply a new standard. Let's talk a little bit about that. What are you hearing them say today compared to what they were saying before? Well, Penny, as you can imagine, it feels like a 180-degree turn um, because we know that they set a standard for themselves, which is completely unattainable if you're going to be consistent. And they put themselves in a box, and they're facing a day of reckoning now when the presumptive Democratic nominee for president, Joe Biden, uh, has been charged with some you know, allegations of, of conduct at, a, at an earlier time uh, by a woman that has, you know, 
had the courage to come mm-hmm. forward. And the standard they set with Bill, with Brett Kavanaugh was, you know, you have to give the benefit of the doubt to the woman. You have to believe that what her experience was mm-hmm. was valid. And, and that's the standard that you must set for yourself. Um, and, you know, we were standing on the side of saying, mm-hmm. yes, it's important to hear women's experiences, but you have to go forward with the, with the presumption of innocence and due process and make the kind of evaluation that is fair for both sides. The Democrats are finding that if they're going to go forward with this presidential nominee, they have got to change their tune. I want to take a moment and just really drill down on what they were saying at the time. I have a clip here of Alyssa Milano, and basically she's saying no matter how how fantastic the claims. No matter who says it, she brings up Julie Swetnick, who had these, you know, she remember she was uh, the, the person who was working with Michael Avenatti and had these outrageous claims of rape parties that as a high schooler that apparently Brett Kavanaugh was attending. Um, and she was duly discredited. But, but the point of Alyssa Milano in the left was simply because you were a woman, you get this sort of super morality and you must always believe. So take a listen to what Alyssa Milano said. If these women, all three of them, Julie Swetnick as well, mm-hmm. if they were all lying, why is he not, you know, maybe threatening with a with a claim of, of defamation? And of course, Alyssa Milano wasn't alone in that belief. Now I have a clip of Joy Behart from The View. Take a listen to what she had to say. These white men, old by the way, mm-hmm. are not protecting women. They're yeah. protecting a man who is probably guilty. Again, that was Joy Behart from The View. She wasn't alone in the view that Brett Kavanaugh was guilty. There was no presumption of innocence. But again, Doreen, you were actually there, as I was, for the hearings, sitting. I have a great picture of you, Doreen, sitting in front of Senate Democrats from the House and Senate as they stood in protest. And also sitting in the audience was Alyssa Milano. Let's talk about her position and their position at the time. Well, it was very clear, Penny, that they were there indicting Brett Kavanaugh and indicting the entire Republican Party and Mm -hmm. Republican side of the aisle. I mean, the comments that I heard in the audience, the little whispering of the members behind me, you know, look at those men up there. What do they have the uh, right to judge, you know, and all of this? This is that's the problem with the Republican Party. I mean, I actually heard those words and um, and it was really clear that, you know, the the deck, the deck was completely stacked against um, any kind of idea that that are the very foundation of our Constitution and our laws about, um, you know, presumed innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. um, was just being thrown out. And uh, it was an impossible situation. And you and it was a very emotional time. Yes, as you it remember. was. Um, and it was a very frenzied time. I mean, the protests in the Capitol, mm-hmm. just the the amount of incivility, really, that mm-hmm. was happening around us was just intense. I mean, it's something like you hardly ever see uh, even on just, a, you know, for, for other kinds of um, rallies or protests. And we were facing it head on with groups that were coming out because we did know they did know that the stakes were high on this Supreme Court nomination. Mm-hmm. And they believe the stakes are high today. Well, and, you know, to that point, that you're right, there was no civility, whether it was, <laughs> I was getting stink eye from Senator Gillibrand there in the in the room. And, um, you know, of course, you had a whole group of, I think, really damaged women that were bust in and told that the senators were going to uh, we're going to confirm a rapist. Mm-hmm. These were some of the most hurt, damaged people I've ever met in my life. And it was really sad. Mm-hmm. 
but there was no civility for other women, certainly. Um, but it is just so interesting as I watch the other side contort themselves. And of course, today, those same women have come out and are supporting Joe Biden. Um, and I just wanted to read real quickly what Alyssa Milano said on the Andy Cohen show just about a month ago. She said, we have to sort of societally change that mindset to believing women, but that does not mean at the expense of not giving men their due process and investigating situations. It's got to be fair in both directions. Yeah, exactly. And I think I heard that somewhere before. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's amazing how now they're echoing our sentiment from the very beginning mm -hmm. that we have to go forward in these situations appropriately addressing them, and but never making judgment or, or passing judgment before the facts are known. And uh, I think that we both agree that at the end of the day with Brett Kavanaugh, he, his name was cleared in this, but his reputation will is still something that he's trying to gain back. And and we're in a situation now where, uh, w with what's happening with Joe Biden, you know, there has been the New York Times editorial board has come out and said the DNC should fully investigate this, the Democratic National Committee, with Biden's uh, cooperation, because they understand that the standard that they set for themselves during Brett Kavanaugh, if they're going to have any integrity in this process, they have to apply that same standard today. Well, and that's true. And, and the consistency is what's important. The principle is important. If you have no principles and you simp simply contort yourself based on politics, then you do have no credibility. I stand by what I said at the time. I still believe, as a woman who's in a victim of an attempted rape, that women have to have the freedom and the ability to come forward and tell their stories. And everyone needs to listen. But then you got to investigate. Mm -hmm. And it can't be uncorroborated. It can't be uninvestigated. The idea that believe women means that simply because you're a man that you're guilty is just a false notion. It's a horrible standard, and it's frankly not how our justice system has set up to work. It's um, dangerous, frankly. And, you know, sometimes we can't get to the very bottom of it. Mm -hmm. But what you have to do is do the due diligence that allows for some kind of resolution. I do believe that we, we, we hit that with Brett Kavanaugh unequivocally. He had had six background checks before right. he was on the stand again. He had further investigation of all of these allegations. None of them were corroborated. I believe with Joe Biden, the same is going to have to happen. Whatever manner there is and means to look for uh, documentation and so forth that they believe is out there, we may never be able to find that. But there has to be a, a, an appropriate reckoning of this situation in this case for him and not just the, the mantra now become believe Biden. Because, again, that doesn't help any situation. It doesn't help victims. It doesn't help no. women as victims. It doesn't help, certainly not mm -hmm. anymore. It basically sets the clock back on what some of the good things that have happened through this uh, age of the Me Too movement where we've right. recognized that we need to have a, a, an appropriate handling of these situations. Let's go back a moment and, and really talk about the beginning of the Me Too movement. I was expressing to a Wall Street Journal reporter uh, a couple of days ago just my sadness that um, that movement has been derailed by politics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was very 
happy at the beginning that you were getting justice for people. There was accountability being brought to bear in Congress, Mm -hmm. in media, Mm -hmm. in Hollywood, in big business. All those things were long overdue. Mm -hmm. What had happened to these women um, was an open secret. People knew about Harvey Weinstein. People knew about, you know, uh, Matt Lauer. People knew about Charlie Rose. People knew. And women without power were not um, given the respect that they deserved. And it, it, it worked out. It was great. But then suddenly, um, when the left saw an opportunity to use it in order to take down a Supreme Court justice, they couldn't resist it. And as a result, women are hurt. Well, that's what happens when you take something that's designed to be a shield and turn it into a sword. And that's exactly what happened in this case. So they used a movement that was supposed to help to shield and protect women and to protect survivors. And use it as a sword is the way you're going to go forward and sort of wage your war against your viewpoints and, and the things that you're trying to accomplish in politics and, and in gaining power. And that's really the sadness of, of where we are today. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, I really hope at the end of this, the women who uh, were, were truly about justice, the early women behind the Me Too movement, Tarana Burke and others, will take back the movement mm-hmm. and get it back on the rails, get it back going in the right direction, and take it out of the hands of Alyssa Milano, take it out of the hands of the Senate Democrats, take it out of the hands of Nancy Pelosi, and make it honestly a bipartisan effort in which we support clearing up all the backlog of, of rape kits, the DNA testing we actually set true standards, good standards, protocols in which we can help victims instead of using it, as you said, as a sword to bludgeon our political enemies. And I think, you know, what's just recently happened with the U.S. Department of Education, where they're trying to bring in some regulations that give the kind of both balanced due process that need to happen in college campuses and other educational settings with assault or or harassment. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the kinds of steps we need to recognize that there there needs to be uh, – an appropriate, responsible way of, of handling situations. There needs to be the opportunity for freedom of, of, of reporting and for women to have protection and immediate assistance um, in, in reporting these situations. But we also need the appropriate due process. And it's really unfortunate that Joe Biden can't see the reality of the importance of that now right. as he comes in and said the first, one of his first things he would do as president, January 2021, would be to repeal uh, those uh, regulations, which are designed to try to protect uh, both sides of the equation in these situations. Well, and, and we've seen Harvard professors come out and say, this is ridiculous. There has to be a process if you're accused in which you can defend yourself. So Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, uh, just recently put out guidance in order to help schools. And this has been widely discussed and encouraged by schools from Liberty University to the Ivy Leagues to say, help us here. Um, there, This is just a mess. And so, uh, and, and you have parents who are saying, are you kidding me? Um, my son was accused by someone. He can't even defend himself. He's lost his scholarship. And uh, and there's been lawsuits that have ensued all around. So this has been a mess that was created by the Obama administration. And we have now actually some return to sanity uh, by the Department of Education. But Joe Biden doesn't want the same standard for other people that he's 
asking for for himself. <laughs> so again, hypocrisy reigns all around. Uh, we got to take a break now. In a moment, we will be back to continue the discussion of the contortions on the left now that we're talking about Joe Biden's allegations. Hi, CWA listeners. You've heard all this talk about socialism in America today. Do you want to understand what socialism is and how it impacts society? Or how to respond to socialist promises like free stuff, healthcare, and college? For answers to these and many other questions, visit ConcernWomen.org, click on podcast, and for a donation of any amount, you'll receive a copy of The Truth About Socialism. Again, ConcernWomen.org, click on podcast. Welcome back. Joining me today is Doreen Denny, the Vice President of Governmental Affairs for Concerned Women for America. And we're discussing the allegation against Joe Biden by Tara Reid, who says in 1993 that he assaulted her. You know, the crazy thing, Doreen, is that I haven't seen the media really pay attention to this and really not at all until Mika Brzezinski put Joe Biden on record and made him answer questions. Take a listen to what she said. You were unequivocal, uh, Mr. Vice President, back in 2018 during the Kavanaugh controversy and hearings. And um, you said that women should be believed. You said this, for a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally, You've got to start off with the presumption that at least the essence of what she is talking about is real. Whether or not she forgets the facts, whether or not it's been made worse or better over time. She's going to be going on national television on Sunday. Tara Reid is coming forward in the glaring lights. To use your words, should we not start off with the presumption that the essence of what she's talking about is real? She says you sexually assaulted her. Look, from the very beginning, I've said believing women means taking the woman's claim seriously when she steps forward and, and then vet it, look into it. This, this, that, that's true in this case as well. The presumption of essence. That's what she said. Not the presumption of innocence. It's the presumption of essence. What do you think? <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, you know, Biden is trying to take a very careful wording of what he was trying to mean back then and and re and recast it in a in a different framework. But um, it was very clear from his statements at the time that he meant exactly what he said, which was fully believe the woman. And the Brett Kavanaugh is essentially guilty under that framework. When is the national media, when are Senate Democrats going to apologize to Brett Kavanaugh? I mean, at this point today, they still presume him to be guilty. They still say that he's guilty. They still cast him as a predator in high school. Yet, Joe Biden gets a completely different standard. It's such hypocrisy. If they want to regain their own dignity, this is the moment where they need to come clean and say, you know what? We got it wrong. The standard we set was absolutely ridiculous and apologize to Justice Kavanaugh and allow him to reclaim his good name. They owe him an apology. 
I agree with you. And I think that if you would, if they look back at, at all of the facts, at everything we know about this situation, and if you were to take the presumption of innocence as your standard until proven guilty, he was not proven guilty. And so for them to say he is a, you know, member of the Supreme Court, justice of the Supreme Court with an asterisk by his name, that he's, he is the predator, he's predatory, and, you know, Brett Kavanaugh, the sexual assaulter, the way that the media continues to try to understand undercut his reputation, then, you know, Joe Biden has a has a tall order ahead of him to clear his own name. Because when you presume the essence of a situation as being true, but there's no presumption of innocence, you lose all standard of due process. Well, and think about what the evidence was against Justice Kavanaugh, right? It was uh, a yearbook from high school. It was uh, allegations about a party and um, that none of the people named could ever remember happening, an event that no one who was named could say ever happened. Um, and yet that somehow was treated as serious. But Joe Biden can't be bothered to release all the records from the University of Delaware. Why is it that Brett Kavanaugh's high school yearbook is fair game, but Joe Biden's records from his time as a senator that are, that are held at the University of Delaware are somehow uh, not allowed to be investigated? Yeah, I mean, it is his records. It's also some of the, the uh, uh, witnesses that, that Tara Reid uh, can invited in at the time. It's a Larry King Live, you know, mm -hmm. possible call from her mother. I mean, there's there's quite a bit out there that's worth looking into. Let's switch a little bit and talk about Congress. This is something that Concerned Women for America has been um, very uh, engaged on. We've taken leadership on. And that is the, the idea that uh, the Office of Compliance didn't do a good enough job. The original framework wasn't robust enough to actually protect young women, many of whom were brand new to the workforce, who had serious allegations. And I'm not talking like someone looked at me the wrong way. I'm talking about a boss, uh, you know, hosting meetings in his underwear, right? Just crazy. By the way, this was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee at the time, who had oversight over these kinds of issues and pornography. That was John Conyer. Mm -hmm. um, we saw a group of Republicans and Democrats that have been disgraced because suddenly some of this came out. We know there was about $14 million. We don't know how much of that settlement was actually for sexual harassment, how much of that was for other issues. But what we've said as an organization, we don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. This is a heart issue. And regardless of who you are, there has to be accountability. There has to be a way to move forward and investigate these claims. And as a women's organization, I want to know whose settlement my tax dollars went to pay for. Because at the end of the day, the voters get to decide whether you are worthy of that position. But we still don't know, do we, who all these people are? Well, we really don't. And in fact, you know, when the first Congressional Accountability Act passed in 1995, there were a lot of loopholes and a lot of gaps. So 25 years later, which was just last year, Congress did in, uh, pass, and it is now in law, a more robust uh, version of the Congressional Accountability Act, 
specifically on these areas of, of mm -hmm. sexual harassment in offices and the transparency and the accountability behind that. And it didn't even go far enough right. because we still don't have some of the reckoning that we have looked for, which is taxpayer dollars going to non-disclosure agreements and settlements that is shielded members of Congress from the, their, their behavior and other senior members of staff. So they basically decided that they were going to do a better job going forward, but everybody in the past gets a pass. And I'm not okay with that. I still think that there is, uh, because some of these members are still sitting in their offices, and I think there's still an opportunity for the taxpayer to recoup that money. So all that to say, there's still plenty of work to be done. As principled women of faith, we want to do a good job of looking out for victims, to caring for women and men and children who are hurt, recognizing that we're sinners and we're broken, um, but also understanding there has to be due process and equal protection under the law. So that's where I'm standing. And that's where we're going to continue to stand. And I think that's where he's been completely consistent throughout all of this, Penny. And I think that we, you know, CWA stands proudly in the place that we did for Brett Kavanaugh, uh, you know, as hard as that was at the time. And we're going to continue to maintain that same posture toward any other po right. uh, political figure, whether, whether it's Joe, Joe Biden, Biden or, or anybody. And, and so I think we have to maintain that. And I think what we're recognizing is that the other side who took the other side of that view back then are now having to face up to some truth. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. And uh, we'll be back again. Thanks for listening. Use Your Voice is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy women's organization in the nation. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org. That's ConcernedWomen.org.